Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulus Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. I want to ask you a question. Do you remember when you received the talk from your parents? The first time was the buddy conversation, right? Yeah. Like the older boy in the neighborhood. How different was what your mom told you than from what your buddy told you? This is awesome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Catholic Dads Podcast. Hey, Thanks Jeff, for checking in. I'm great. Um, so we've got all this great new equipment in the studio. Uh, we've actually got like a real life soundboard. We've got real cool fuzzy uh, plate mics, and I have no idea what that does for you, but <laughs> that's the pop filter. Is that what that does? So if I go, it, it shouldn't pop. Well, well, we'll find out when you do your peas right? and. But are they still universal mics, or are they directional? No, no, they're uh, they're omni, or no, they're they're you know they're only supposed to pick up what's in front of you, whatever that means. Yeah, right. So like if you talk into the the fuzzy plate, it's only picking up the sound that's kind of coming through the fuzzy plate. Yes, ideally. Yes, yes. yes. All right. Well, so the uh, the sound quality has been much improved. Hopefully, yeah. everybody's enjoying that. So thanks a lot to Chad for doing that and setting that all up. And I'm watching the uh, Garage Band on the monitor. And the two tracks of lots of squiggly lines have turned into one track of no squiggly lines. So yeah, I think it'll be okay. There's one, it's just one, uh, there's two mics going into the board and then that board goes to GarageBand. So it's only one input on GarageBand. Yeah. And that's why we, uh, we only have one, but I think it's, uh, I think it's good. The, um, the last episode was the first episode that we had with the new, new setup. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the sound upgrades. Yeah. But um, we are going to continue our 
our topic of following Humanae Vitae. So Humanae Vitae does turn 50 years old uh, this month on the 25th. And this one should be scheduled to come out on the 20th, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Because the last episode was is releasing in real time today. Right. And then so this one will come out next week. So that's going to be July 20th. And um, I, I'm trying to schedule everything to come out like for a commute. So, you know, our target audience is mm-hmm. definitely dads. I mean, anybody but really, but, but we're speaking mainly to dads. And, uh, you know, if dads are going to work at you know, five or six or seven or whatever in the morning, I'm trying to get them scheduled to uh, to be released and available so folks can be yeah. listening on their commute to work. That's awesome. Because I think that's a good use of your yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have we had that as a, a topic? What to do with your downtime? I think uh, we've talked about putting faith into areas and using yeah. your car ride home and that sort of thing, but... But not no, specific. Not specific. Anyway. Because that's a good... I mean... Yeah. I mean, for me at least, I'm I'm traveling an hour each way. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, and right now, all I do is listen to podcasts. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And it's that's I think that's a good a good use of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, the, it's amazing we have these you know, the technology to do that. Where you know, a couple you know, even a couple of years ago, it would have been either news talk or sports talk or you know, and then that's just an hour of not a whole lot of personal growth and development. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So so yeah. So we're going to continue with Humanae Vitae. So we've already talked about NFP, and then last week we talked about the problem with porn, and today I want to turn to the uh, the birds and the bees, you know, so like the, the conversation that we all have with our kids and, you know, letting them know about, you know, the facts of life, or, you mm-hmm. know, all those, those, you know, funny words that we, that we've over the years come up with. Right. With. And, and maybe we can just thinking about it, maybe because there's going to be a lot of Catholic dads out there that have got the small kids and the yeah. middle kids and that sort of thing. And that's kind of where you, you've got, uh, your kids are, you've got a couple older than us and, and that sort of thing. So not just the birds and the bees, but maybe also the, just the topic of how do you approach the entire realm of, you know, human sexuality with, within your kids and within the family. So how do you, you know, talk about that. How, you know, how do you approach yeah. just, you know, the kind of a theology of the body um, yeah. kind of discussion as well, because the bird and the bees, that conversation shouldn't come out of nowhere and it shouldn't yes. be a complete surprise. Yes. Um, in, a, in, within a very holy, um, you know, context, very early on, we should have an appreciation for our bodies. We should recognize the difference uh, between boys and girls. And then that should lead into a, conversation that doesn't, you know, yeah. it'll be always difficult and shocking yes, and embarrassing, it's right? It's always going to be an awkward um, conversation. But it, but at least you've set some of the foundation. So, and I've talked about that a bit before in terms of the whole, you know, purity and, and how do you approach that with, you know, especially girls and daughters and, um, you know, starting that early in terms of, you know, this is an appropriate thing to wear because we need to be, you know, modest. And why do we need to buy modest? Because we need to, you know protect, you know, yeah. we, we need to honor our bodies. They were created by God for a purpose, you know, and, and that's, yeah. thing. you can start those conversations very early, right? Yes. So maybe we yeah. can broaden it just a little no, bit. No, for sure. That. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I want, and I, and wanting to just recognize the fact and, you know, again, part of the reasons why I feel we're doing this podcast is to just help people that may not have been, you know, through the experiences that we've gained through, mm-hmm. you know, the children that we've had bringing up these kids for, you know, um, you know, 18 years, you know, I've been a dad for 18 years, you know, so, 
um, just to kind of not, you know, I'm not even call it wisdom. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call it experience. You right. know, it's, um, I, I'd call it mistakes, but you can call it whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. So yeah. Yeah. So y'all can learn from our mistakes <laughs> and, um, hopefully make it smoother for, for mm-hmm. you and your family at whatever it is that we're talking about. So today we're going to be talking about that awkward conversation and yes, it's going to always be awkward no right. matter how you frame it, uh, to talk about this with your, with your kids. So, um, I want to ask you a question, mm-hmm. and uh, that is, do you remember when you received the talk from <laughs> your parents? Uh, so, yeah, so leading up to this podcast and thinking about it, um, there's actually two very clear memories in my mind, <laughs> um, and this goes to a bit of the topic as well. There was the, there's two times that I remember as a kid growing up that I was told. The first time was the buddy <laughs> conversation, right? Yeah. Like the older boy in the neighborhood and, um, and all that. And then the other conversation was, you know, with my mom and, um, okay. And just real quick. So what's the time difference between when buddy told you and when mom told you? Oh, uh, that's a tough question. I'm not sure. I mean, is it years? Yeah, I don't. Maybe, so when Buddy when Buddy told a, you how about how old were you? You think probably middle school for both, maybe okay. late elementary okay. school. Um, yeah, so it might be a, like a year or two in between or whatever. Yeah. But the um, yeah, it maybe not even that. Maybe a year or two. So it, it seems like it would be like you know, kind of later later elementary school, and then probably sometime in middle school, maybe fifth grade, sixth grade, kind of that time frame. Okay. Um, do you think your mom? Do you think you? Do you think in that, or you know, do you recall if maybe it was a conversation you were having with your mom and say, "Oh yeah, my buddy told me this," and then she had to say, "Well, this is it," or I mean, do you remember that? No, it was yeah. The context was more like, "I'm pretty sure you already know this, but you know, let's just make sure that you understand. And if you have any questions about it, you can come to us, and that's the right people to talk to." And um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe there was background. Maybe the moms were talking that you know. Okay. One kid gets chicken pox and everybody in the neighborhood comes over to play. So they all get it. You know, maybe it was something like, well, I told my kids, so you might have to talk to your kid about it. Yeah. So, yeah you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it was pretty short. And I think that, yeah, I don't remember being super embarrassed because it was kind of already new. And, um, you know, the, I remember she was, you know, some of these movies that we've seen, you know, have you talked about, you know, what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was that was pretty much straightforward, and, and it was pretty much over. How, um, how different was what your mom told you than from what your buddy told you? Uh, I, so I remember them. I don't remember a difference, to be honest. I, okay. I, it was mostly like the mechanics. Okay. You, know, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> not to go into any specifics, but I, yeah, I don't think it was any. I don't remember being any different. It was just a. It was like a biological conversation. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's that's really what why I wanted to, to start with this is that. You know, number one, somebody's going to tell your kids, right. you know, about the facts of life. Um, you and, and and you don't know where they're going to be coming from, right. and it might be the totally true facts of life. Yep. You know, um, for for me, the the conversations that we had, and it was in middle school. So, in middle school, you know, something's happening with the biology of oh, yeah. of, of our body, you know, with our bodies, with hormones and whatnot. Everybody's going starting through puberty and all of this. Yep. So um, that's about the time where I think it's natural that that kids, I guess, boys and girls, you know, I yep. can't speak from a girl's perspective, but um, boys and girls, I think, are like recognizing that something's up, yep. and then naturally they're starting to talk. You know? right. So we're—I uh, went to a public school, 
growing up. And I also heard about, you know, the birds and the bees in middle school, but it was not anything. Right. I'm talking anything remotely correct. Right. Okay. Like not even remotely correct. Nice. Um, and I will be, you know, just to have full disclosure, I did. I never got the talk. Yeah. Never. Yep. And interesting. until the day I was moving out to go to live in the fraternity house. Uh-huh. And that's whenever my mom came up to my room and she was going to tell me about the birds and the bees, which, of course, like a by decade then, too late. I had already, you know, yeah. I already, I already quote unquote know. Yep. Yep. But guess what, y'all? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Because what you think you know about the mechanics, like you just right. put it, you know, is only a small piece right. of what it, of what it is to have, you know, this body that God gave us and its purpose. Right. And that's really the, the avenue that I want to go down today is like there, right. there's a difference between saying this is a boy's yep. body and this is a girl's body and this is what, what happens when, when yep. two of them come together and, and all of that and get the mechanics out of the way and be done. Um, that's really not the way that, that you should be approaching this. Yeah. And that, that's why starting with the, you know, there's age appropriate things that you can start very early that leads into that conversation about purity, about modesty, about, um, you know, the purpose of, of why we're here. And and so I went, um, theology of the body, of course, is an incredible gift that we've been given as Catholics and something that, um, I believe is a huge answer to a lot of the questions that the world is asking, um, and going back to the Chris, Chris Pat podcast, I'm, I'm waiting and praying. It's not me. Um, for someone that, that's got the clarity about that, that can bring it to the level of the culture right now, because the culture needs to hear this. Yeah. Um, and, and it is, it's an answer to so much of the abuse and the use and yeah. the, you know, the, the, we were out to dinner last night and there was a lady that had some shirt about, you know, the patriarchy isn't going to smash itself and all this like. You know, all of that is coming out of this like really wrong view of what you know the human sexuality is, and that's what theology of the body yeah. answers. And it, it answers it from the standpoint of you have a body, and it's a reflection of who you are, how you use it, and how other people view you as a body. Um, all of those things are really important. So I think that's a great. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're going in that direction because I yeah. think that's huge. And I think presenting it to our kids that way. Because again, we've had those conversations where it's like, you know, do not do this. Yes. Well, why not? You know, why should why should I wait for marriage? None of my friends are right. Why should I do this? None of my friends are. Why shouldn't I? You know, then you you start the conversations early enough that then you can put the talk into context, yeah. right? And it has to be in context. It can't just be a biology lesson and yes. then, you know, you, you drop in, you know, and drop back out, you know, land that bird and then you can see I yeah. worked it in um, <laughs> and then get back out. Um, no, it, you're absolutely right. To put it in the context and that's a great, great topic. Yeah, so um, I won't like, so theology of the body is like a huge topic. Oh yeah. So this this won't cover all of theology of the body, but what I'll try to do is 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 con- put the, the uh, the talk, you know, the birds and the bees, the facts of life, in the context of like what I feel is the core mm-hmm. of theology of the body Perfect. about what love is, and um, and then we can kind of just kind of you know riff on that mm-hmm. you know, between me and you, and we can just see where it goes. But um, the core of theology of the body is that love is free, total, faithful, and fruitful. So when you give yourself. You know, why, you know, why do I have to wait until, and, and so Jeff just talked about it, uh, and we talked about it in a couple, probably the last two mm-hmm. podcasts. It's like, we, you can't just tell, 
you know, people not to do something. You got to, you got to tell the why of why are we going to do these things? So it's like, why am I going to save myself for marriage? Um, this is whenever you say, okay, love is, you know, what is love? Mm-hmm. And every time I hear what is love, I think of that. that yeah, song, I just heard love? it in my head. Yeah, I just heard it in my song. With your <laughs> I awesome I would love mics. to cue that up, you know, but, um, but what is love, Jeff? Yeah, and that's, um, that's the answer I think that is inherent in the theology of the body that the society needs. Um, because love is, is never use. And, mm-hmm. and right now across every area of society, use is rampant. And it always has been. It's part of the human experience because we're fallen. And, you know, this isn't new to to our generation. Right. It's always been there. Um, But the answer to the use that people are seeing um, is the theology of the body. And and love never uses, right? Love is always looking for the better for the other. Exactly. Um, And it's always looking to the other. Um, And there's some really, you know, just beautiful, of course, ways that... The, the thinkers, Christopher West and, and the guys that are out there that are really digging into this. And then, of course, John Paul II's, um, yeah. all of his, you know, it's just the, the beautiful way that it's communicated is the answer to this. And, and if you start the conversation with, we're going to talk about love today and what true love is, yeah. right? And how to, to truly treat, if, if you're talking to the boys, because that's our experience, right? How to yeah. truly treat, you know, the women in your life, whether it's mom, sister, girlfriend, wife, you know, mm-hmm. that love always starts with, you know, giving, looking for the other, yep. looking for the better of the other. Yep. And, and that can be expressed in so many different ways. And this is one way that the marriage couple gets to express it, which is unique to the marriage couple. And that's why, you know, we wait. Yep. And then you can start that conversation. Yeah. 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 Willing the good of the other. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, and, and the reason why I wanted to just start it with the love thing is because that might be one of the, one of the objections that you get from from a young person, whenever you're saying, you know, this is, you know, to save yourself for marriage and, and all that, they might, but, but dad, I, I love her right. or I love him. Right. You know, we're in love. Right. So what is love? Okay. So love is willing the, the good of the other and, and okay. They might, by that definition, they might say, but I do, I do mm-hmm. will the good of, of him or her. So in theology of the body, uh, Pope John Paul II talks about, you know, Saint Pope John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Is that how you would say it? Yep. I think so. Saint, Saint Paul the Great, I think. Saint, Saint John Paul the Great. Yeah, he says that love is uh, is freely, total, free, total, faithful, fruitful. Yep. So you give yourself freely. In other words, you're not forced into any of yep. any of the the stuff that you're going to do. Right. Any of the acts that you're going to perform of 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 expression of love should not be done out of a spirit of servitude. I have to do it. Right. You know, this person is you know, forcing me to do it. You know, you, you're freely giving yourself to the other person and then you're totally giving yourself. And that's really where a lot of the, you know, if I'm giving you a part of me, which is, is the pleasurable part of the sexual act, but I'm withholding the, um, all the other mm-hmm. parts that come with it, either by contraception or otherwise, that's not a total self gift. Right. That is a partial self-gift. Well, and that, so that definitely tracks into the NFP conversation. Yeah. I think that's a, a key point for the generation that can be talked about because, you know, the, the, the phrase that I'm reading through the book just to get ready for this and I didn't yeah. go as far as, as long as I want to. I've read some stuff before and listened to a lot of speeches and stuff. One of the things that, and I don't think it's John Paul the Great that said this because it, it's a little crass, but otherwise you break it down and it just becomes an indoor recreation. Yeah. Right. If you don't recognize this totality of it, 
which is, you know, this, of all of the ways that humans interact, this is such a uh, total, um, you know, intimate is the right word, and we, that gets thrown around a lot, but that's really the definition of it, is it, it should be between two people and it's totally given. So if this is a first date, if this is a, you know, the hookup culture, talked about that before, that's not total at all because everyone is holding something back. Mm. In fact, it's the opposite. You know, you're holding everything back from somebody in a hookup culture because the whole definition of it is that I'm trying not to make a connection with you. And that, that's a big push. You know, that's a, a way that you can attack that yeah. conversation, right? If you're, you know, if you're out there dating, that's great. We need to, you know, you need to be out there. You need to date. You need to meet lots of people. Yeah. But not that. Yeah. Right. That's for, that's a total gift of yourself. And you can only really give that kind of once. Yeah. Right. Because if it, by the definition of total, that's it's total. Your that's it. You know, <laughs> um, I don't have anything else. I'm not, I'm not reserving anything else. That's a great insight. Yeah. 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 So then, and then that leads into the faithful. Yep. So uh, the next part is faithful and faithful love is obviously it's like, like you're just exclusive. saying, it's, it's exclusive right. one, one in one. That's it. There's, there's no others mm-hmm. and then fruitful. So whatever the, the, the union of those two bodies when they come together is, uh, is potentially fruitful. And we don't want to circumvent that by any other means mm-hmm. and let the, you know, uh, basically leaving it up to God to do that. So if you're yep. a child, if you're a teenager, you're incapable of doing that. Right. You, you, you really are. I mean, I know that the times are different than it was before. I know that we've, we probably have somebody and maybe our, our grandparents or great grandparents generation that may have gotten married mm-hmm. at 18 or maybe even younger. Yep. Um, those, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Those days are gone. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's impossible for it to happen. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do know that there are some some very young um, loves out there that got married, and that's that's fantastic. But I would say that the majority are right. probably not really at that spot. Yeah. But um, but when you're when you're young, you know, especially you know, as a as a father of boys, you know, the way that I have to approach the subject of you know when you're talking about um, the the facts of life, we need to come up with a better. <laughs> A better name for this. That, well, it, yeah, the it, birds and the bees. I hate that. Yeah. The, the the facts of life. I hate that. You know, yeah. we we've always just referred to it as the, the talk. talk. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> need to come up with a better. Be thinking about that. Sure. But um, you know, just coming at it from you know, for you to have all of this. So now that you know that that love is really gonna, it needs to be freely, totally, faithfully, fruitfully given to right. the other. So that now means that. Are you prepared for that right now? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. And, and so I guess I could really, at this point, kind of insert, you know, for our boys, about sixth grade is mm-hmm. when we approach the talk yep. with them. Yep. Um, again, like we talked about in the beginning, you know, your, your body's starting to go through changes. Yep. Um, we do homeschool, so we, we have less of a, of, a, of a risk, if you want to call it a risk, of them hearing it sure. from their friends. But, but they still have friends, you know, oh, they yeah. still go around and they hang out and they talk and, you know, you don't, you're not there a hundred percent of the time. So you never right. know what they're talking about. Um, so about sixth grade. So right. middle, early middle school is when we're, when we're going there. So obviously in early middle school, they're certainly not prepared right. Right. to have a job and to, you know, go out and, and work hard to bring home, bring home their pay so they can, uh, support their wives that they, that yeah. they have. Right. But but again, you're framing it in the fact in the in the fashion of look, this is this is how God has intended mm-hmm. this. Now, I didn't have theology of the body 
to back me up for whenever um, I had the talk with Evan. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think we did have it for whenever the talk came up for Elliot and and for for Drew. Mm-hmm. And um, they do. Um, Evan and Elliot do listen to the podcast, so I'm not going to embarrass them on, right. on this on this podcast. But um, you know, it, it's it's just important that you're that you're framing it again right. from the from the fame of you've got to have these conditions met freely, totally, faithfully, fruitfully. Right. And at the moment, you know, you're just not ready for it. Right. Um, but then you do have to get into an awkward conversation of the mechanics of, of mm-hmm. things. And that does get awkward. Yeah. So um, I'll just go into like maybe some, some tips and, and, and tricks. So, so Jeff already mentioned that it shouldn't be like sprung on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to admit that I did spring it on uh, two so uh, you can you can right. you can guess I mean of, of which ones those were, but um, um, it was you know you know that it's time you feel that it's time. Don't just I, I feel that it, it worked better in this particular mm-hmm. way that I was just going to say is you know don't just like walk up to their room and be like so you know this and that right. But at the same time, um, anytime my kids would get in the car with me and it was just one-on-one and right. they're about that age, yep. let's just say that they're in danger of getting the talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yep. yep. It's like you're driving and they don't really realize that you're not really going anywhere. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> and, and then you just start, you know, having the slow yeah. entry into the conversation. Right. And then, and then while you're just driving around town, you know, you're just, you're just having this, this conversation. But, um, yep. but anyway, um, Having it with the background of coming from the love part, yeah, I that's think great. Is, is very important because that's something that I never got for sure. Right. You know, um, again, when I first heard about it from from middle school, from my friends, it was number one completely wrong on the mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then I learned, you know, quote unquote, learned right. about the uh, these things um, from the totally wrong, right. um, from the totally wrong sources. You know, when you, when you learn your, your facts of life from pornography, to be yeah, honest, yeah. uh, that's sad, yep. you know, and, um, that's the damage that could be caused to our future generations. I know what it did to me yeah. and, uh, it's, it's sad y'all. So, um, that's why I think it's, it was important to talk about these three topics in succession because they really have to do with each other. Natural yeah. family planning, pornography, birds and bees, you know, the talk, um, it could be, those things could be very challenging, but we can't put our heads in the sand and say that, you know, oh, they'll learn it. They'll, 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 they'll find out about it. Well, guys, they're going to find out about it from the, the absolute wrong sources. Yeah. So, um, I just encourage everybody to take it in, um, take it upon yourself to, to be the man, to go in, you know, together with your wife and, uh, you know, y'all have a conversation about how best to approach it, but. Um, you want them to hear it from you and you want them to have a, um, a good view and a true view yep. of, you know, what this is all about. No. And you, so you've totally inspired me to, as part of this podcast to make sure that I step up a little bit and, and put the, you know, the proper context, you know, if I'd ever really sat down and given it some serious thought, you know, maybe I would have been wise enough to come up with that, but I'm learning from your experience already, <laughs> which is great. Um, so, you know, and that's just kind of the, the, final thought too running through my head is, you know, Catholic dads, it's, it's never an easy conversation. We all have that funny story. And I'm glad you asked that in the beginning of the podcast that, you know, think back as to how you learned, who told you, how you told, 
um, or how you were told. And, and then, you know, don't follow that pattern. If it was a negative experience, don't follow that pattern for your kids. Um, go search out the resources. If it's an uncomfortable conversation, do what you can, learn what you can before the conversation needs to happen so that you're as much ready for it as possible. You'll yeah. never really be ready for it. But, you know, buttress yeah. that and, <laughs> and use, you know, use the theology of the body, use all this stuff that you can do. Um, but don't, don't not do that, right? Yes. It's, there's all these um, sort of only times that we get in our lives. You yes. know, you're only going to get married once you know, typically, right? To think about for the sake of the argument, right? Yes. You're only going to have your first kiss once. You're only going to have your first baby once. You're only going to have your first, yeah. you know, and you're only going to tell your kid, you're only going to have one chance to have this conversation and do it well. Yeah. So prepare yourself. Don't renege on our responsibility. Yeah. And and remember that the, the culture and the world is going to tell your kid something else. Yeah. And and so if if we don't do it the way that needs to be done, then the culture will. And, yeah, and, exactly and right. even if on the first swing, you know, we you didn't hit, you a, might, you hit might a, have a foul tip. home run. Um, <laughs> the nice thing, too, about starting, you know, middle school, I think, is the appropriate. We had sex ed in, in middle school, in the public schools, and um, that was very biologically based. Um, you know, the nice thing about starting early, you know, leading up to the talk, and then the talk isn't like a one-time thing. You know, and I know you taught theology of the body for the yeah. apologetics group, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, you have to continue having those conversations because as they get older, right, the, from 12 to 18 is like two different people, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, is, is, those, is the, the children mature? Is their experiences mature? Is boyfriends and girlfriends start, you know, coming onto the scene? Those conversations need to be continual and they need to be different and they need to be kind of open, um, yeah. you know, so that you can prevent that. And the first time might be awkward. The fifth time might be awkward, but by the eighth or 10th time, um, you know, if you've created this open channel, then, you know, it can be really, really helpful for your kids. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And I would just say, let me adjust that. Um, I would just say that, um, so I taught theology of the body for teens. There's a, there's a great book series and DVD series. that's out. Uh, Ascension Press is who puts it out. It's fantastic. It's, it's a very good resource. So to your point, um, use that if you wanted to yeah. to have that. But that's Theology of the Body for Teens. And I would, um, whenever we taught that, uh, believe we offered it for, it was uh, for anybody ninth and 10th grade mm-hmm. was in our in our group. Or maybe even it was just as long as you were ninth grade and above, mm-hmm. you could you could do it. But there was nobody that was really older than our boys yeah. who were going through it, which were, they were either ninth or 10th. Um, we did put a stipulation that you had to have had the talk already. This is yeah. not going to be the talk. We're right. going to, you're going to come in with understanding that, that, you know, we're going to be talking about these things and we have to have a baseline of, you know, of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, um, there is a theology of the body for middle schoolers, which I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that goes more into more of like what we're talking about here, where mm-hmm. it's like working theology of the body into the talk that you're having with your kids. Right. I'd have to look at that. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we didn't uh, do that. They were doing it for the girls group. Mm-hmm. They did it at the, um, for the, uh, for the middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. Um, again, just encouraging you all to, um, to, to step up, you yep. know, let's, let's take our, our fatherly duty seriously. Uh, let's take this upon ourselves and, and bring our kids, uh, you know, to the, to the right view. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't try to scare them into things like to say you can get a disease. And yeah. I mean, obviously they need to know about these things. So right. I mean, 
These are important things to talk about when you're having the talk, but don't make that be the basis because right. if you make the basis, you know, you're going to get a disease or you're going to get her pregnant or, you know, all of these things, well, it's like, oh, well, condoms prevent that. And I mean, right. so there could be arguments against all of that, but when you come at it from the angle of love, yep. um, that's really the true way. And that, I think that's going to inspire our kids to do, right. to do great things. Great podcast, Chad. Good job. Awesome. Everybody out there, we're very thankful that you're that you're uh, staying with us, that you're giving us some good feedback, and we we really and truly appreciate it. Uh, we had some good news this past um, past week, I guess it was, that we will be joining the Breadbox Media uh, group of Catholic podcasts. So we're super excited about that. Um, not sure how much longer we'll be on this feed, but we'll give everybody some heads up with respect to what the new feed will be. Uh, that'll be on the website, yep. or I'm sorry, on our Facebook page. We'll post it on the Facebook page. So so what'll happen is if you're subscribed to the podcast in iTunes or Overcast or whatever you listen to us in, that that subscription, you'll just have to find the new Catholic Dads podcast and just resubscribe. That's um, right. Breadbox Media is a, a great Catholic media consortium. They've reached out to us, and we're very, very grateful that they've done that, and it, it's quite an honor. And yeah. Um, you know, we'll just continue to be able to create content on the podcast, but it'll just be, it's basically just a, a new link. So once you do that flip over and as it gets closer, we'll keep reminding everybody and let yeah. you know what it's going to be. Um, it'll just be a simple, just search us in your iTunes store and, and bring us back down. And, and it, after that, it should be seamless. Yeah. And all the podcasts, all the past podcasts will be eventually uploaded. Yeah. So it'll, it'll all be, be there. So, uh, regardless of where you find us, go ahead and find us. I say that the Facebook page is still the best you know, kind of home base for mm-hmm. us. And, um, you can go find all of our, our podcasts on iTunes at the moment. Uh, still can't stress enough that the algorithm for Facebook and the algorithm for iTunes, it's, uh, it's predicated on how many likes and subscribes that you get. And I hate saying that, you yeah. know, cause uh, it's almost like a, um, parody now on, on, on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. and subscribe, right. you know, but that's the truth. Yep. Um, that's how people um, are able to see us and maybe hear the message. So if you feel that this is something that's benefited you, we would really appreciate some some comments. Number one, just to have feedback from from what we're doing here. What can we do better? Uh, but also so that the algorithm will see this, see more people liking it and and getting into it. So it'll say, hey, yeah, let's uh, let's float this one to the top so other people can see it. And uh, just really quick uh, prayer requests. For all of you guys out there, I got some bad news about my grandmother last night. She had a pretty bad uh, fall, and oh. so the family's uh, kind of gathering around to to see where uh, this will go. So uh, your prayers will, are much appreciated. She's 93 years old. She's oh, two man. weeks away, or I'm sorry, she's two weeks away from her 93rd uh, birthday. So um, a beautiful, beautiful soul, an incredible woman, uh, a member of the greatest generation in, in every yeah. stereotype um, the greatest generation holds. Um, and so, you know, your, your prayers would be much appreciated for her recovery and her comfort. Cause unfortunately she's, um, she, it's, it's difficult for her to find comfort right now. So. Okay. Absolutely. We'll pray for you, brother. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening everybody. Have a, have a great day. And, uh, St. Joseph. Pray for us.
Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love.